You're listening to While I Laughed, part three of A Silly Little Treat, Am I the Asshole? That's a huge mug, Casey. That's a comically huge... You could eat soup out of that mug. It's my tea mug. It's not your mug at all, actually. <laughs> it belongs to the flower you robbed it from. That is a pot. <laughs> Funny enough, I did grow a plant out of it yeah. over time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet so. Yeah. Incredible drainage. There was a lot of space. Perfect for <laughs> It puts one tea bag in it and it doesn't get over. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> it's fine. It's charming. Have fun. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Me and my pot are going to just We live in Colorado. You don't yeah, have to speak Yeah, it's actually code. legal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, if you're going to be boring, then I'm not going to respond to you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I appreciate Who your energy. Who was boring? Was uh, that me? <laughs> I wish I knew his name. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're going to be boring, I'm going to stop responding to I'm you. I'm a liberated man, yeah. an incredible conversationalist. I run a small podcast. Have I told you that? <laughs> if you aren't... I see here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're just going to jump straight into dating, which I think is great. Is that for reals? <laughs> I'm kidding. You're um, going to be fine. Is it? What, what do I do with my hands? I'm not going to answer that question. So yeah, the thing about right dating, <laughs> that's a bit from Talladega Nights. You know that, right? No. Okay. I'm like eight jokes in now, and I got to pull out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pull out of every single one of them. It's not about modern dating for a okay. second. Feels like a fresh start to this whole episode. <laughs> See, you and Casey found each other in college. Yeah. When everything's like young and possible, and that's so cute. <laughs> and we love that for them. Yeah, it sounded like you did. Our friends Jacob and Lydia yeah. never once had a dating profile. They met in college oh, that's back in 2011. That's and appalling. as Jacob likes to say, he kind of got the last chopper out of Nam when it came to this whole thing. <laughs> For everybody else. <laughs> Do you know how absolutely two-brained I have to be to like live my life and then I get a notification that someone has messaged me back and now suddenly I have to pause and be like charming and engaging but also like aloof but mysterious and like still interested but not like too interested but like yeah hey what's going on but also like when do i need to respond because i need to show that i'm busy and that i lead a life and that i'm not actively seeking connection on this thing it's exhausting so if you this what i just listened to is the kirkland brand version of america ferrera's monologue in the barbie movie (laughs) one thank you for thinking in kirkland that's such a huge win for me but yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like I um we're all on a thing called a dating app. Yeah, that's true. And then we're all like, Oh, you wanna go on a date? No, oh, okay. It's like what? Okay, bye. Right, what is this? We're all like anxious, empathetic nerds. That's not true. <laughs> There's a lot of bad people on this app. <laughs> But I'm just trying to say like I'm clearly trying to have a conversation. Yeah. Oftentimes a conversation you have started. Oh. I'm just trying to be part of that yeah and now it's like oh well crazy what am i supposed to do with that what am i supposed to goodbye i'm a high school teacher Mm -hmm. i spend eight hours a day making magic out of half sentences (laughs) that's the job of a teacher i don't want to do that when i get home i don't want to do that when i get home 
I don't want to be like, what I think he meant to say in our discussion is, how was your day? Ew. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like when a 1950s husband comes home and he's like, where's dinner? You're like, why is the conversation half-baked? That's actually a really good analogy <laughs> in terms of how like unequal these like conversations end up mm-hmm. being, which is why it's like so rare if you actually get to like a date with one. That's fair. And then um, I have... I have a couple of friends in my life. I'm going to keep them nameless. <laughs> but as someone once said, there's like a whole cinematic universe mm-hmm. of people who we've yeah, not talked yes. about. Some of them are in this story. <laughs> um, where it's like, I won't even save your number in my phone mm. until we have both arrived at the second date. That's fair. Because iPhones remember. Forever. Much like the North in Game of Thrones. <laughs> They will never forget it once you've attached a name to it. That's true. So you have to physically show up to the second date in order to be eligible to have your name saved. And then at the end of that second date, we have to both want to continue to see each other. I don't even want to say see each other in like a dating form. I just mean like, are you going to disappear forever and I'm going to see you in three years at X bar? No? Cool. Now I can save you. (laughs) Wow, that's... Horrible. But you know, hope springs eternal. And I want to wear a sweater to a pumpkin patch this fall. And so um, with that as my priority, dignity can't be high on that list, you know? Those were a lot of eloquent words. (laughs) And I think I got a little lost in the sauce there. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is I want to take a cute picture of me holding a pumpkin vaguely around another man who is wearing plaid. You want a soft launch. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in order for that to happen... Pride has to kind of ride in the back for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe Pride got off a few stops. Maybe Pride Pride's going to just kind of jog home and they're going to grab you there, you know? <laughs> Pride's going to get off at this stop, go find Dignity, and then meet up with you and the rest of the party <laughs> at said pumpkin patch. <laughs> yeah. Things are good. Things are really good. Honestly, the school year has started. Nature is healing. I'm talking to people on dating apps. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> when I drive over here, because we always record at Maya's, because my house is, I mean, it's nice, but it's not this. You and know? also, we would have to take the sound panels, yeah. and that seems like a lot. <laughs> my Subaru Crosstrek can't fit the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was driving over here, like, I always do that thing where I'm like, okay, like, what do I want to talk to Maya about tonight? This was not on that list. <laughs> you just started things. talking. Well, we just, as always, we started recording and I wasn't aware that we were recording. Yeah. And so we just caught the thing that I was doing before we cracked, <laughs> before I was aware of what was going on. And I think everyone will be happy about it. Yeah. Um, do you know what I actually planned on talking to you about tonight? What? <laughs> How much I hate cornhole. Like the game. You know cornhole? what? That's fair. Did you know there is professional cornhole? Oh. Oh, I'm aware. I am obsessed with it. In like a weird, why are these people professional athletes way? <laughs> and also the announcers who announce professional cornhole, crazy. They're like, oh, he's doing a double back flip. <laughs> and he, and that, was a, that was a great one. It landed on the board. He got the other two in. <laughs> we must remain absolutely silent for this. John Matthews' final throw of the evening. <laughs> it has John the spin. Has it has the spin. Exactly. Which is, I think, one of the rules. Here's the thing. This is brave for me to say because I grew up in Nebraska, yeah. but that's also what lets me say it. Yeah. Cornhole is tremendously boring. It yeah. is 
You have to be drinking. It is slightly engaging to do mm-hmm. when you are playing it. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever watched a game of cornhole before, it's awful. It's bo- so boring. And so, you know, now that the school year started, there's like lots of happy hours. And because we live in Denver, every bar has cornhole in it. Yeah. And then also two dogs and one baby. Denver's yeah. a weird city. <laughs> um, <laughs> Babies at breweries will never fail to like, what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I have increasingly kind of gotten used to babies. What I still refuse mm. to treat as normal is dogs. Because babies are usually quite immobile at breweries. But oh, dogs wow. are like, this is my world tour, you know? Yeah. I want to say hi to everybody. I'm allergic. <laughs> and I cannot <laughs> emphasize that enough. See, that's why I love breweries. <laughs> it's because everyone's dog is like, hey. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm trying to look put together right now. Mm -hmm. And now, if I touch my face, I'll have to go home. (laughs) But I just, I I despise cornhole. And then I realized what cornhole is for. It is literally for people who don't know what to do with their hands. (laughs) When they're at these social gatherings. Oh my god. If you see someone play cornhole, like, on their own without anyone initiating it, it is for probably very sweet yeah. social introverts, yeah. one of whom knows the host of the party. Yeah. The other three are part of that fun constellation of plus ones who yeah. are like, I would love to not ask any of you what you do for work. <laughs> and so let's all just grab these bags in our hand, uh-huh. palm them, flip the our wrists with each other, yeah. and comment on how close we almost get every single time. And then maybe after 45... <gasps> Unfun minutes, our girlfriends will remember who we we're exist. There. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Couple things. When we were at Lydia and Jacob's housewarming party, yes, and they set up the cornhole <laughs> that was the, the, the like actual competitive length of cornhole. Right. That game gets real fucking hard, real fucking it's not fast. Fun. <laughs> and it's like way less fun when you have to like chuck it across. <laughs> and then I was like, why are these boards so far away? And Jacob was like, oh, this is standard. <laughs> What do you mean this, this is, is division three length? I was like, I don't care. I would like to at least hit the board. <laughs> like, it could ricochet off. That's fine. I would like to at least get there. When something boring is also humiliating. Yeah, exactly. And also, also, my least favorite thing about cornhole is that when you play in teams, my mm. instinct is to pick my friend. Mm. But then you done you can't talk to your friend the right. whole time right. because they're all the way across and now you're sitting a, you're like next to someone who you don't know or like don't really care about. Correct, because your friend's over there. Your friend's over there, <laughs> and now you're next to someone that you don't like. That's not your friend. Right. I um. Who designed this game? Whenever I'm at parties and someone's like, "Oh, I know. Let's like a cornhole, but like as a tournament." I used to panic. I yeah. no longer panic because no one remembers that we're doing a cornhole tournament yeah. after the first True. cornhole game. I think I could be fine, truly, with the game of cornhole yeah. if it didn't also share the one thing about any Pong games that mm. I hate, which it's so much picking up. Like, mm, I am coming like, to this party with a shirt that meets my waistline. And if you have to bend down a lot, Correct. then it's all ruined. So I started to do stuff. that thing where you just kind of, like, go, like, directly yeah. down. <laughs> like a little, like, curtsy. And I'm, like, shuffling on the floor <laughs> and grabbing it. And then, like, coming back up. And I have the leg strength. I can do it. And I've gotten quite elegant at it. <laughs> but it's exhausting. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's I hate super it. fair. <laughs> but also, uh, cornhole has regional names. Out east, they call it bags. Yeah, I. What the fuck. Yeah, who, who does that? People from Ohio. People from the Midwest, which means they then pronounce it bags. Bags. <laughs> No, Ohio doesn't even have the charming folksy accent. Right, well. um, my most actually controversial take here is that Ohio is not in the Midwest. I don't understand anything that you just said. <laughs> What's Ohio? Maya grew up in Colorado. <laughs> you tell a person from Ohio that they did not grow up in the Midwest, and they're like, what are you talking about? And I go, you could get on a boat on the shore of Ohio and sail to London. You are not from the Midwest. <laughs> also, if their first reaction is, what do you mean you're not from the Midwest? Correct. Because the Midwest would be like, oh. Well, when they when I tell them if you can get on a boat in Ohio and sail to London, thus you are not from the Midwest, yeah. their response every time is, well, you could do that from Chicago, too. And just ask Danny, I do not believe Chicago is the capital of the Midwest. <laughs> I think it's in the Midwest. I also think it has two international airports and thus culturally isn't. That's fair enough. And that has been Grant's. I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next week. <laughs> I actually have one more, okay. I think, incredible story okay. before we yeah. really get into this episode. Comes from my sweet, charming, lovely younger brother mm -hmm. um, who called me today. Um, today being, what is today? Thursday? Mm -hmm. Okay, so like day 10 or 11 of him being married. married yeah. He also has, it's a really gorgeous ring. Mm -hmm. It's not like huge by any means, but it's like shiny because yeah. it's new. It's noticeable is what I'm trying oh. to say. Griffin called me and he goes, hey, can I run a scenario by you real quick? Oh. And I'm like, yeah, hold on. Uh, let me lock my classroom door for a second. Ah. Go ahead, I'm all ears. <laughs> It was like 5 p.m. Yeah. They kicked all the kids out, but you never know who's going to like walk in. Yeah. And so he runs me through this, and he's at Target grocery shopping, and a guy comes up to him, and he goes, oh, my God, I, I love your boots. And then they, like, talk for 10 minutes, and at the end of it, the guy's like, no, it sounds like you're really up to some cool stuff. Anyways, like, here's my card. Like, let's stay in touch. And then the guy went away, and Griffin goes, you needed to be... Was he flirting with me? What was going on? I think... Grant, I think he was flirting with me. And I was like, yeah, that's what exactly Probably, what it sounds yeah. like. And he goes, oh, okay. And I go, aren't men so annoying? Because <laughs> <laughs> you gave him so many hints, including the fact that you were taken. And he was still like, so anyways, uh, call me, okay? It's like, as a Weird. person, as a man who flirts, and as a man who gets flirted from other men, yeah. he gets, um... It's awful. I and mine. I just love that now my heterosexually married brother and I can, can talk about that experience together. Oh my God. One time I was at a bar and I was with a couple of friends and this guy started like following us around and mm. I had like talked to him at some point earlier, like while we were like getting drinks or something and he kept following us around and like trying to talk to like the group of friends right. and he like eventually talked to me and I was like, yeah, this is my fiance, mm. Casey. And he just like kept going. He kept following us and being like weird. And he was like talking to Lee at some point and Lee was like, dude, give it up. It's not going to happen. Lee was, is so great because his energy is so weird that everyone's like, yeah, I can approach you. Yeah, <laughs> And true. I mean that with love, Lee, that you know that's not a good <laughs> It's real. That's why he has such weird experiences is because everyone feels <laughs> safe. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Justin and Dustin, get it? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and so he just kept following us around. And like Zach, Lee, and Sophie, I think all separately were like, bro, stop. And he was like, I think I have a shot. Oh, no. And it was like, I'm here with my fiance. Right. I'm not even saying anything about the game that you brought or the game that you're spitting. What I'm saying is, I'm not in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Have you ever thrown a baseball through someone else's window? That's what you're doing right now, my man. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great baseball. Don't break my window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested Correct. in you. 100%. And also, if you can't take a hint, that makes me even less interested in you. That's, that's fun. Listen, that. there's so many stories. <laughs> that I could talk to you about this whole world, but uh, I can't. Uh, <laughs> maybe after hours on, on the, couch the couch with Grant and Maya. Aww. And Mo. <laughs> <laughs> and me have an allergic reaction yeah. to Mo. Okay. Um, before we get into the episode, do we want to do kind of some updates and stuff? Yeah. Announce our, and thank our new patrons. Sure. Um, so before we do any of that, this is me just pausing so I can open it. All right. We can edit it. I can edit it? What do you mean we? What's the we in this? When you do that, I'm probably messaging someone on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I know the work isn't equal, but imagine no, I... imagine me saying, oh, you can edit. That's so much more hostile than nosotros. Than we. Listen, at no point have I ever said, I need you to start editing. I just throw it at your face to see how you respond. And it's pretty much never failed. <laughs> You're like, but I do things. I run 5Ks. <laughs> I do. I run 5Ks. I ran five miles two days ago, and that was really great. And That's it was so the bad. first time I'd ever really kind of like actually mm-hmm. done that, yeah. intentionally at least. Um <laughs> Sorry. When did you unintentionally run five miles? Well, I don't miles? know how long that MGM sprint from that street performance was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I felt great and have not felt great since then. How is that related? Oh, I run five days. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, on last week's episode about Voitech the Bear, we actually started off by giving an update to our cocaine bear story, mm. and specifically, uh, I think his name was T- 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 Timothy Treadwell. I'm just oh, trying to yes, confirm real the... quick. Right, so at the time, I did not have permission to say the person's name, so I didn't. Oh, and then yeah, they responded no. to us the next day. So, Bethany Kay, thank you so Hell much. Yeah. We do really appreciate it. Yes. Um, and then, just in general, we've gotten some like truly, really sweet messages mm-hmm. through Instagram and Patreon. Um, it's just fun to be a part of this community, oh, especially because, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself right now. With school starting, it's like kind of always chaos and noise. Mm-hmm. And so to randomly at times open the email or open the Instagram and have someone be like, hey, like, I just wanted you guys to know that like, I think you're doing a great job and I laugh. It's Yeah, it's very, very encouraging. Yeah. Sometimes my ADHD brain is like, it's time to quit, right? <laughs> <laughs> time to take up a new hobby. People have stopped messaging us, asking us not to quit. I think we've now lulled them into a false sense of security. <laughs> no, I told you what my dream is. I know, and it's unrealistic, but it's fine. Uh, my I dream is to make it a year. <laughs> a year at least, and then probably we'll be in a rhythm. I'm also already secretly planning things with a couple of people in our Patreon. That's fine. You can plan whatever you want. Uh, tell me when to be there. 
I'll just, I'll just add it to the calendar. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, wait, when are we meeting? I see you. Um, are you on your way? Okay. So I've appreciated the community. The, yes. We, we really do read every message you guys send us, including asking us if we have a short form video content editor. We read all those too. Some of y'all's pitches are better than others. I won't lie about Honestly, that. Honestly, I'm starting to judge their pitches. <laughs> you can tell who actually watches our stuff and who doesn't. Well, it's two professionals who are trying to like put together a couple pitches yeah. for ourselves to get people on the mm -hmm. show. We're like, hmm, That wasn't really great. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, for the thank you for the messages. Yes, um, we have some new patrons and they are Shannon T, Chassie T, Maddie W, Isabella B, Matt F, Julia, I think her last name starts with an A. Sorry if it doesn't. Julia, Samantha P, Tabitha G, Erica C, Jennifer N, and Lunar M. I'm not actually sure if that's their real name, but that's what their Patreon name is. So. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. helping us continue to keep this thing going. Mm -hmm. That community has like slowly grown. It's so fun. It is. Honestly, the Discord is like a stress release for me. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's very nice because I feel like I don't have to like edit what I'm saying. <laughs> also yes. on Patreon, <laughs> The other day, Grant messaged all of the new patrons, <laughs> and I went in and like looked at one of the messages. Because she doesn't trust me. Well, no, I just want to see what he writes, because sometimes they're funny, and well, most of the time they're funny, and I just Aww. I just need a giggle. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's uh, so rare for us to compliment each other. I like the messages you read. I like show them to Casey. I'm like, look what Grant wrote. And he's like, aw, that's Mom, really good. Was, <laughs> friends are here. <laughs> So I'll like read them sometimes. And so I saw that he misspelled my name mm -hmm. in a couple of the messages. And I went like, usually when we get a new batch of Patreon people, like they all kind of get the same, the same spiel. It's hard for me to come up with eight new messages. Oh yeah, no, and that's totally, I don't think anyone would blame me for that. And so I was like, did he misspell it once or did he misspell it for all of them? He misspelled it for all of them. He called me exactly. Mia. And so my dumbass was like, gotta correct him in all of these messages. And so I wrote out, I was like, not Grant misspelling my name, haha. Like, but what did you actually Maya. say, Maya? What did you actually say? Before we go into what I actually said, <laughs> what did I do? I selected all, copied, pasted it into every single message, and hit send. And then I go in and I see that I wrote, not Grant misspelling my name. <laughs> I'm Pirate Maya, and I'm just here to say, isn't Grant a dumbass? <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, please tell me there's a way to delete these no. messages. There's not. There's not. It is permanent record. That's permanent record. And so I was like, and then I sent a follow-up message. I was like, never mind. We're both just fucking idiots. And then I, I sent a screenshot initially to Grant while he's teaching. So I knew it wasn't responding. So I sent a screenshot of the message of him misspelling my name with like my name circled and being like, you're an idiot. And then five minutes later, I sent him a screenshot of his message with my two messages underneath it and said, never mind, I'm never touching Patreon again. That's all you. You best stay out of these waters, Pirate Maya. Yeah. I love that. I love this. I love this relationship. <laughs> Someone commented on one of the Instagram posts mm -hmm. that we did today. You guys travel together. I saw that. And I think it's so funny. Because also, so we were on a podcast recently mm -hmm. out of Australia. And yeah. he was like, I think it's awesome that you guys managed to work together. One, how is anyone doing this alone? <laughs> and two, True. imagine if we weren't like best friends. <laughs> imagine if we were acquaintances at best. Uh, no. <laughs> I barely work well with the people like at my office that I like do know well because I don't like anyone touching my spreadsheets. <laughs> I know. 
I know. <laughs> Listen, she'd give me viewer access if it wasn't the same Gmail she uses. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and so I very carefully don't touch anything. <laughs> Except for the one column that yes, exactly. you input data to. Like, last week, we spent eight hours side by side. We recorded ourselves, yeah. and then we recorded that interview, which we're super excited to share with you guys. Yes. Comes out on September 11th. Yes. That's the day that they're doing it. It's an Australian-based podcast, so we're excited to... <laughs> Maya was like, hold on, let me write that down. And I was like, I'll I'm going to remember that. <laughs> I am... Um, I always remember that day. We don't have to worry about that. His reaction was the best. Correct. I think he was like, "Oh." I think he might actually be considering moving it up or back a day. That's yeah, fine. Whatever. Not our not our call. No, that's um, fine. Anyway. All right. Spent so eight hours recording with each other. Oh, and that podcast is called Content and Capable. By yeah. the way, before we just like tell you all of the details and then say like, "Okay, bye." Anyway, continue. I don't actually, is this... We spent eight hours recording. I was going to talk about how I then spent, ended up that night writing a mechanical bowl, but before I... It did see that. Um, I I was the main character of a John Hughes movie. <laughs> and a, picture it. And some of you actually have seen the picture of it. Um, <laughs> denim jacket, yeah. black t-shirt, gold chain. I looked incredible. I've also was... I have. I am almost never in country bars. I ended up there through a series of winding events, almost all of which out Is of my control. And no free advertising. Oh, but you're wrong. You're close, okay. but you're wrong. Okay. Um, when I walked in, the ladies are allowed just to go right on through. Right. But the men are patted down for, I believe, pistols. <laughs> And so I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, go right ahead, you know? And the only thing country about me is the denim jacket I have on. Um, and then as I, like, walk through, they give me the all clear. They go, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Can you lift your hat up real quick? Because, you know, they have to treat everyone the same. And a lot of them have, like, big 10-gallon cowboy hats. I had a ball cap that said nature is magic on it. <laughs> Where every good cowboy keeps his pistol, nature is magic. Brought to you by REI. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, it was a it was an insane evening, and I think I was still texting you that night, yeah. even though we had spent eight hours together. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is about friendship. Uh-huh. <laughs> My favorite story of relating to that is that we were. Casey and I were with some of my like female friends going out in Denver and we went we were kind of bar hopping around like the Lodo area and we got to this bar and it was like all girls and then Casey and so we just kind of went to the front of the line and there was a line of like guys but we were like what's that about and then just like went up to the bouncer and he let like half of the group in before he saw Casey and then he was like oh sorry man this is like for like the girls only and I just went I was like half like pretty drunk and I was like don't worry about him he's gay and Casey Casey without missing a beat went yeah (laughs) we got let right in (laughs) I like hate the patriarchy but that was beautiful as a gay man who has had to spend so much money on covers Mm -hmm. to get into places for ladies night Mm -hmm where ladies get in free and I get it like it's like oh there's all these women here let's charge the men who want to like talk to them I want to talk to the men I should also be allowed in for free (laughs) (laughs) I'm also here for the men but no here's the thing and I I think a lot of our friends are confident in their like sexuality and their gender expression which is a spectrum it's not like we hang out with a bunch of heteros um for me, that moment always comes when I arrive at my location, and right before I'm about to get out of my car, I take 
some lip balm because it's so dry here. And I like open the mirror and I put a little lip balm on and I screw the top back on and I do a little. <laughs> and I'm like, you're gorgeous. It's nude. You can't see this. It's not. It's not lipstick. It is gel. It's just gel that's absorbing <laughs> into my dry lips. But I'm like, mmm, hot. <laughs> It's yeah. summer in Denver. And that is the gay agenda. <laughs> Every time I sit down, I'm like, God, how are we going to get to an hour and a half? And then and I'm, then like, I'm like, what oh, time is Oh, it's it? already been 30 minutes. Do you want to read your story? I'd love to sit and listen for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is another one that um, I have not read. This Casey, I conti- continuously, it'll be like 20 minutes before we record, and Casey's like, have you picked your I'm the Asshole yet? And I'm like, nope. And he's like, do you want me to find one for you? And I'm like, yep. yep. So anyway, I haven't read this. Casey picked it. <laughs> okay. Am I the asshole for ruining thousands of kids' Halloween and not oh. feeling bad about it? <laughs> Starting out strong. Oh. <laughs> My well-stated position on children... And yet also my role as a public school teacher, I'm already deeply conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing is I really, I'm like, I don't particularly want kids. I don't really get the appeal. Right. Mm. But Halloween with little children, that's pretty cute. That's pretty cute. It's just, just watching all the little, little, little children scurry around in their costumes. I can't wait for Halloween. It's one of my favorite evenings. We'll talk more about that later though. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Um, I live in a large neighborhood, about 90 houses. We are what's considered the, quote, rich neighborhood. So our neighborhood has always, has always been a hot spot for trick-or-treaters. We used to get about 700 to 1,000 kids a year. I've, been, I've always loved getting trick-or-treaters because my kids are teens now and don't trick-or-treat anymore. But in the last four years, it's gotten ridiculous. There's thousands of kids and their parents flooding the street, people with hay in their rigs, carrying kids around, <laughs> trampling oh, yards, littering oh. candy wrappers everywhere, and the amount of small children walking around by themselves is appalling. People from this neighborhood town of 30,000 people take their kids to my neighborhood. I was annoyed, but I never really did anything about it till two years ago. My daughter tripped and broke her arm, parentheses. We didn't think it was a break, but we wanted to go to the ER anyway to get it checked out, close parentheses. And there were so many people in our neighborhood, we couldn't get out. There were cars everywhere lining the streets, parked in people's yards. It was horrible. We had to wait until everyone left about 1 a.m. to go to the hospital. My daughter had to wait in pain for hours. At that point, I was done. I contacted the neighborhood community, and we managed to get some folks, cops mostly, to stand at the gate with a list and only let in certain people folks that live here family members friends if you wanted to get in you had to be close to someone in the neighborhood it was great there were only about 300 kids in the neighborhood and after there was barely any trash and we're doing it again this year i recently told my sister what i have done and she got really angry when we were kids we had to trick-or-treat in other neighborhoods because we lived in a trailer park with no other kids She told me I was a horrible person for ruining thousands of kids' Halloween, but honestly, I'm not too broken up about it. It was a hazard. If there was a fire or an emergency, no one would have been able to get in to help. When I was a kid, there was never any cars lining the streets. The residences could, residents could get out if they wanted. It was never dangerous. I don't think I am in the wrong, but I've always respected my sister's opinion. Am I the asshole? And then there's some info. There was no one in the cars. They were parked in the middle of the road and in yards, so there was no way for me or an ambulance to get through unless every driver in that neighborhood at the same time went to their cars and drove out. My daughter was 13 and in that awkward phase where she doesn't want to bother anyone for help, and she said it didn't hurt that bad. (laughs) Is that the last of the info? Yeah. Yeah, you're the asshole. 
Really? Yeah, I think that surprised you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that surprised me a little um, bit. Yeah, you're the asshole. Like, I... Maybe <laughs> everyone turns off. Um, <laughs> the issue is the car is not the people. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to call not cops, but parking enforcement mm-hmm. to manage that. Or even, dare I say, a couple of dads in like orange vests mm-hmm. to make sure people don't park there and be like, hey, if you park in the middle of the road, like we're going to call a tow truck. Like that's so easy. But the mm-hmm. idea that this community already has a gate and slams them shut. You're going to always be an asshole about that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also, Halloween is maybe one of the last times that you get a real moment of community mm-hmm. in most American communities. Yeah, everyone's out and about. Right. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I don't have any kids. Not currently in the crystal ball, but who knows. <laughs> Um, I give out candy for yeah. Halloween. Absolutely, I do. Because it's a community affair. Come to my... Honestly, I've actually thought about it this year. It's actually... I thought about this like two days ago. So this was really weirdly timed. I love that. I have decided that I have enough disposable income to buy the dollar king size bars. Because I don't ever get more than like 20 or 30 yeah. kids. Truly 20, 30 at the most. Yeah, so get um, them something good. I have 20 or $30. Yeah. And to ge- be a kid... And to get a big sized candy bar. And I'm, I'm not doing it like, thank you, mister. Like, I don't care about yeah. that anything. It's just the ability to, for one evening, without any agenda, kind of make someone's evening. Yeah. Like, this man is mad about cars. It sounds like he's also not thrilled that these mm-hmm. people come to his neighborhood. Sorry about that. Yeah. Like, as long as public access is going to be an option, like, mm-hmm. people can kind of go wherever they want. Yeah. I don't think it's unheard of to, like, be outside and be like, hey, guys, please don't step on my yard, yard and things like that. I think if you stay inside your house, if you're not a part of your community during an event like this, something happens that you're upset about, even though you were behind the door the entire time. And then your solution to that is to slam the gate shut and to make sure no one can be a part of it. Yeah, I think that's a big asshole move mm-hmm. on your part. The kids wanted some candy. None of them wanted your daughter to be in pain for that long. Yeah. And you decided that you were going to kind of ruin it for everyone. Mm-hmm. It would be something else if like, oh, our neighborhood's always done this like weird thing for St. Patrick's Day. But it's Halloween. Yeah. And so you're under absolutely no requirement to give away candy. I think it sounds like he lives in a position where he can. (laughs) Maybe he can't. There's that he can. I won't even tell him that he morally should, but that he can. And I think he's deeply selfish. I'm sorry that his daughter was in pain. Mm -hmm. I think there's a billion other ways to do it other than closing the gates to Rome. Yeah. What is your thoughts? I actually think we agree a lot. Really? I think my my stance was not the asshole because I get where he's coming from. And like, yeah, that's that is a public safety hazard. And that is like something that someone should have thought about. Right. But I do agree that he shouldn't have just like taken that away from like hundreds and hundreds of kids. Right. And there are, as someone who has done event planning, it is not hard to get parking enforcement. <laughs> right. And if you're in the rich neighborhood, there's no way that your like HOA isn't gonna absolutely go for something like that. Right. And like, as far as the trash goes and the yard trampling, that's manageable too. Like right. maybe everyone, instead of being in their houses, sits in their driveway to give out candy, and that creates a bigger community effect. Right. And also keeps people from, like, littering and trampling your yard and stuff like that. I think they're, like, I don't think he should have, or they should have, I don't know if they... I assumed it was a dad. I, I assumed Huge it was a dad, Huge mean too. dad energy in that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I also think 
much in the same way that like parking anywhere and walking on everyone's yard becomes like a social multiplier effect. Yeah. Not doing that also becomes a social multiplier yeah. effect. It's very hard to be the first person to park in the middle of the road. It's very easy to be the 20th person who parked in the middle, middle of, the of the road. road. It's maybe a little uncomfortable to like walk on someone's grass. It's very easy if that's just now a lane that's been open. Mm -hmm. And I do also kind of think you need to decide what's more important to you an invasive plant that yeah. is actually the most irrigated crop in America yeah. or a sense of community in a place where people feel safe. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's like, we don't talk to our neighbors anymore. What happened to community in America? That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Absolutely. That's what happened. Yeah. I'd also argue to a certain extent, that's what's always been happening. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not act like there weren't neighborhoods that were absolutely hostile oh, yeah. to different kids showing yes. up the entire yes. time. But Halloween is one of those I mean, my neighborhood did Halloween probably well into maybe my sixth or seventh grade, which I think is kind of old, because there was a lot of younger kids mm -hmm. in my neighborhood, too. All families in my neighborhood somehow had two or three kids, all within like a seven-year range of each other. Mm. And so I remember there'd be like 14, 15 of us kids and like three or four of the parents. Right. And then like the other parents got to stay home. Sometimes they handed out candy. Sometimes they right. were just kind of all hanging out together. And it was one of those moments where it's like, oh, I could absolutely ask like Miss Zeppelin or Miss Armstrong or Miss Garrett like a question or things like that. And I just felt safe. And yeah. I think that's so valuable too. Yeah. I'm not glad his daughter was in pain for that yeah. long. I think that is a safety concern and that is right. something that needs to change, but I don't think the change that needed to happen was to shut it down completely. No, like that's, it's... That's an overreaction, it's like for sure. It's literally actually taking candy from a baby. Yeah. A smidge, yeah. you know? But as it turns out, we tend to disagree with Reddit. Really? Yeah, the top comment is... Or Reddit deemed them not the asshole. And then the first... The top comment is people need to behave. Ki the kids can still mm. have fun people just actually have to actually parent them now because someone else is watching. Um, and people, I think it seems like Reddit genuine or generally agrees in that, like it is a safety hazard and that's why he's not the asshole. But honestly, if you're a parent and you're letting your kid litter and walk on lawns, you're the asshole. Cause I remember so vividly in my neighborhood, like my mom would be like, don't, or my dad, I guess would be like, don't walk on anybody's lawn. Sure. And like, that was just a standard, like it was just a polite thing to do because pe some people care more about their lawn than others, but like, don't do that. Right. Um, yeah. I also would say, and now this is like my public school teacher hat coming on. Yeah. Um, and I know that's annoying. You can preach like principles, morals, mm -hmm. and values. Kids do not learn it yeah. until they are unsupervised. Adult, yeah and have to navigate that on their That's own. That's true. If they are always supervised, they are never, never making that it. choice. Yeah. They have to have the option to make that choice, mm -hmm. not make that choice, feel weird or have a weird interaction around that. Like maybe the person who's sitting in their yard be like, hey, please don't do that. Exactly. That's, and then it's yeah. like, oh, that's a priority for them. It's like, I need to have, like there are moments for young people where the way they learn is they do it wrong. That's like a fundamental part mm -hmm. about learning. And so, yeah, I think I think this guy was straight up rude. I think there was just so many better ways to do it. Like, if you're yeah. mad about the littering, if you're mad about people walking on your lawn, like, sit out in your driveway. Right. Like, tell people to not stay on your lawn or right. not walk on your lawn, and that'll 
that'll help you, I guess. I don't know. If I can be actually kind of like candid and vulnerable for a moment. Mm -hmm. The first time I, so before I moved to my house on the west side, I lived in uh, a really cool, fun, funky, like apartment building downtown where everyone is exactly 22 years old, right? So I, when I first moved to Denver for years, never once a Mm trick-or-treater. And then I moved to my house on the west side in trick-or-treaters. And I remember that very first year, uh, one of the first like kind of groups that came up to my door was um, one of them was a parent who like had a bag too and I put a piece of candy in it and I closed the door and I felt weird for a second. Yeah. It was fine giving candy to kids but to give candy to an adult felt weird and I sat with it for a second and I was like, I have no idea what... What's going on? I don't... And also... I'm, before I even say I don't even have any idea what's going on, I think I need to take another step back and assume, like, why has that created any reaction in me in mm. the first place? This is candy I had planned to give away for free. Yeah. And so it was this moment was like, why am I so possessive? Why am I so regimented and who I think deserves this candy? And you also truly have no idea, and I think you and I have both kind of leaned into this a little bit, like... Who's leaning into joy or things now as an adult that they weren't allowed to or given the chance to Mm -hmm. when they were younger? It's healing your inner child. Right. For sure. Also, as a person who doesn't have, I was going to say own kids, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) as a person who doesn't have kids, I don't know if I could ever fault a parent for being like, no, I'm not going to send you up to that stranger's door Mm -hmm. completely unsupervised. And it's also possible like a, the parent could just be healing like an inner childhood trauma or something like that. But it's also possible that they have a kid that couldn't trick or treat for whatever reason. Right. Or the kid doesn't want to go up there and ask if they're, uh, you know, because it's actually, it's a very strange time to Mm -hmm. go up to strangers and ask for a little treat. A silly little treat. You will. Uh, Um, Yeah. And like, you see all those stories too about like, you know, especially kids of color knocking on a person's door because they need help and they get, they get assaulted. And so, like, maybe the parent just feels safest. Maybe the kid feels safest. Maybe the parent's healing some inner mm-hmm. child. Maybe none of that's happening, and the parent's having an evening with their kid that they and want. that's fine. That's so They're awesome. They're leading by example. And I needed to check my toot on that. That's for, fair. I'm glad that I had that experience. I hope I continue to hold that, like, mindset for other mm-hmm. stuff. Don't fucking call the cops in your gated community yeah. on Halloween. Especially if it's a gated community. Like, yeah. you already have so much privilege, like... I'm going to do such a bad job retelling the story, but there's this like very famous short story that there's a plague running through the town, mm-hmm. so all the rich people go to a castle and like close the doors behind them, and their plan is to party as the entire town like suffers, and then Honestly? death manifests itself. A vibe. <laughs> oh. Okay, so part two is then death manifests itself in the castle, and all the rich people get what they have coming to it, nice. much like Titanic. Also no, a I'm vibe. kidding. <laughs> My, my, to be clear, dear listener, what I was calling a vibe is partying with all your friends Ooh. while the world burns. 2020! Hey. Also a vibe that death killed them first. All a vibe. So anyways, I, um, I hope your daughter is fine, that her arm is healed. Mm-hmm. I hope you get a moment to wonder about what the true meaning behind a holiday or you give away free candy to strangers. What the true meaning of that is all about. I also hope you unpack the fact that your daughter is uncomfortable asking for help. Mm, Because I bet she gets that from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I got it from somewhere. 
I was a hardy Midwesterner who was taught to offer help at every turn and to then never ask for it. Exactly. <laughs> That's Maybe, not actually... Sorry, go ahead. Especially if you have a daughter, encourage them to mm. take up space. Because otherwise they're never going to learn and it'll be a while until they figure it out. And like, if your daughter is has a broken arm and is literally telling you it doesn't hurt just so she's not inconveniencing anyone... Right. I'm just saying. It's like that saying... I either saw it like on the internet or maybe during a teacher PD <laughs> and it was like we teach our boys to be adventurous and we teach our daughters to be polite exactly. and like what that then yeah. bears out mm-hmm. listen this might be a silly little podcast but we're solving the bigger problems <laughs> <laughs> we could have solved all of society right now we really could have we yeah. really could have mm-hmm. um, so my am I the asshole okay. I'm actually so excited about I skimmed through it so this is me saying there might be one or two hidden details that I didn't see yeah. in my initial skim but I, I think it's great okay okay Am I the asshole for hiding my snacks and refusing to share with my pregnant stepmother until she pays me? Sorry, say that one more time. Say that whole thing one more time. Am I the asshole for hiding my snacks and refusing to share with my pregnant stepmother until she pays me? Every twist and turn of that sentence is very different. It's a lot, right? (laughs) I was was prepared to, like, have an immediate opinion, and then there's so many more words. It's a Mad Libs kind of feeling. Yes. And also, like, weirdly emotional throughout the entire thing. Yeah. A lot of these get written, like, newspaper headlines. Yeah. This one's a journal entry. (laughs) (laughs) I heard, am I the asshole for not sharing my snacks? And I said, no. Right. Right. And then I heard pregnant and I said, okay, maybe. And then I heard stepmother and I said, no. And then until she pays me and I said, maybe. Okay, so there's an axe grinding in the background. (laughs) Very confused. The details. Okay. (laughs) No gender or age given at the start, too. And so I think a fun thing, too, would be to um, just guess as to the age and gender of the poster. Perfect. Here we begin. I like certain snacks that you can only get at the Asian food market where I live. They are strange flavors and spices, but I think they are delicious. I was at my dad's house about two weeks ago, and his wife said my snacks smelled good and asked to try some. I said sure, and let her have a few. Later that day, I went to go get some from the cupboard, but they were all gone, Mm -mm. and she had eaten like four bags Mm -mm. of them. That's like $20. Plus, now I have to go all the way downtown to get more. I asked my dad if he could give me a ride and replace my snacks. He said no, and that sharing is caring. Bullshit. So now I only take what I'm going to eat there and leave the rest at my mom's house. My father says that his wife is craving the snacks I had before. I told him where to buy them. He asked me to just pick some up the next time I went. I said I would as soon as he paid me for the ones she already ate. He said, no, that we are family and we share. I said, fine, then give me enough money to buy some for her and some for me and we will share. He said, that's not how sharing works. He says I'm being a little jerk since he feeds me at his house. I should share the snacks that I buy with my own money. That's a hard no from me. (laughs) Am I the asshole? Okay. Okay. 
I have no idea about gender, <laughs> but I am going to presume that this person is like college, maybe mm. at the like oldest. Right. Someone who's st still like just coming into themselves financially, for sure. Which is like $20. And all, yeah, exactly. That, and also, I love my snacks that I get from the Asian. <laughs> I relate to that so hard. The snacks that I get from the Asian supermarket are mine to behold. And I want to share them with Casey so bad sometimes, but he just doesn't really get it. Right. And so he doesn't really eat them. Right. And I hate that because I want to share them with him, but I love that because I know that he will never touch them. <laughs> and whenever I go to my, whenever I would like go to my parents' house, there's these little like um, rice crackers and they have a very mm. specific texture and spice on them that I love. And we all love rice crackers, so good. And my parents always have them at the house and my parents, whenever I come over, will always buy like double what they normally mm. buy because I will just like, eat them and they they do come in these bags but they're not like like regular right. like family sized chip bags that you get in America they're like normal person sized bags okay. <laughs> I guess um, the way the rest of the world eats snacks the way that you're supposed to eat snacks <laughs> okay. I think um, I don't think she they're the asshole mm. I'm saying she because I see myself in that story the problem is we all see ourselves <laughs> I in know. that story um because I'm not emotionally invested in the stepmother. Right. I don't particularly, like I, maybe I love her. I don't particularly care if she's like craving my snacks. Right, right. And also if the, like, if this were me and I said that to my parents, my parents would be like, yeah, sure. Oh, wow, okay. Like if I were in the place that I think that this person is in, like sure. early college, like struggling financially, and then they're like, hey, we really like that thing that you had. Right. If we give you some money, will you go get it for us? Right. Like I would have done that. And then I probably also would have been like, don't worry about it, I got it. Right. Because then it's like my gift. But the fact, I think it's, I think what really ruined it is that the stepmother ate so much of it without asking mm. or then telling the the person. Okay, I have so I have reactions to the story. I have reactions to what you have. <laughs> so um, I'm I, I'm solidly on the fence between mm -hmm. asshole and not the asshole. I actually think the only really innocent person in this story is the stepmom. I will never be pregnant. Thank God. True. It looks. It looks like a lot. For those of you who are listening who have done it, Good beautiful. for you. Oh my God, it looks I can't intense. do it. Yeah. I'll never be pregnant. I do understand people who are pregnant mm -hmm. have intense cravings. pregnancy yeah. cravings. Mm -hmm. You had snacks in the cupboard, and now those snacks are inside you. That cupboard is in the kitchen that you go to for snacks. That's fair. You are innocent. Yeah. That's why I never left my snacks in right. the cupboard. The definitive asshole is the dad. Yeah. The potential yes. asshole is the child. Yes. Who I pictured as the son. And now I have a bigger question that I'm trying to circle, circle around. If the poster is 16 uh -huh. or a 17, if the poster is an adolescent who is required via a custody agreement to mm -hmm. go to his dad's house, yeah. throwing the fact that you feed me in my face 
bullshit. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you did you did you also did you also house me? Should I get an apartment downtown? Because sharing is caring. Like mm, yeah, that's super you true. Are required to feed me. I am a child you brought into this mm-hmm. world. If you're like 22 and you're enjoying like a nice Sunday dinner, like I used to do mm, in college, yeah. like back at your parents' house. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah, say you, thank you. you can <laughs> say thank you and bring that like what. bag of chips that they like. And I'm not saying $4.99 is like the average price of snacks. I understand that's maybe like a nice little thing that you're doing. And I also think too, if you were like, hey, like I'm happy to go get them. I just, I don't really have that kind of money. Could you like float me a five? And I'd be happy to go get it for her or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he's going to be at the store either way. In fact, he's like, I am now keeping my snacks at mom's house. (laughs) means he's definitely going back Back, to the store. And so it's like, if you're a 22-year-old who has a little bit of disposable income and you're enjoying a meal that your dad and stepmom have like kind of put together Mm -hmm. so you can all have dinner together, yeah, you can bring the snacks. snacks. And I get not loving being told to do that. Yeah. But... Do you remember the dishwasher story that yeah, I told you? Yeah. It's that moment. Yeah, that's the, like true. You have that moment where you're like, no one tells me what to do, but I am part of this community, and that would be a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, I can do that. Like That's the moment you're having. You have just been told your assigned seat is not next to your best friend. Here's what I'm thinking, though. I think this is the different aspect of it. I'm not sure if what the like ethnicity is of the poster, but like... My Japanese snacks mm. are like something that is are like very specific to me, and I like get a little offended if people try them and are like, "That's disgusting! Oh, I can sure. never believe that yeah. you eat it." And so I think it would be a little weird to me if someone not only told me that they like loved the smell. I think I would be thrilled by that. Right. I think I would be a little put off by the fact that like now you have helped yourself to this thing that I hold very close mm. to like who I am as a person. Right. Without even acknowledging that they're like where they come from and that the, that they're mine. Right. And I wonder too, if a little bit for the original poster mm-hmm. to like be expansive in my thinking. Yeah. If the original poster lives full time at his mom's, mom's. Mm-hmm. and is visiting dad and the snacks is like one thing that he brings with him that like makes him feel kind of at yes. home. And like, this mm-hmm. is me. Like as long as I have my snacks, like this is going to be a comfortable place. Yeah. And so if you're just going to, eat those when that's kind of but I don't know I'm now like kind of like projecting yeah what I'm thinking of is every time I go I I really do love my parents so much (laughs) I'm sorry they're so they're they're great every time I go home for Thanksgiving one I like to go home for like the whole week that Mm -hmm. I have off yeah I always like to say it's like going to an all-inclusive resort Mm -hmm. the rooms aren't much but you go for the food and drink package that's really true it's so (laughs) true and my parents think that joke is really funny I love that Um, but we'll go and one of the first things we'll do with the first couple days is me and my mom will go to Trader Joe's and really Mm -hmm. we'll gossip but we'll also get like a lot of charcuterie stuff my mom are on bitter sides of the do chocolates go on charcuterie oh. boards? No, but yeah, whatever. I, I agree. A couple years ago, I got a kombucha back when that was still like a very new thing. Yeah. And I think I drank half of it one time, but like, oh, you know, I'm never not full when yeah. I go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I think I just put the cat back on, put it in the fridge, and then like went to bed that night. Yeah. I came home for Christmas and it was still, still in the fridge. Oh, they were like, we saved this. Exactly, a little bit. I think they were like, 
it smells like vinegar, so we didn't want to drink That's it. That's fair, yeah. But we didn't know if it was like, uh, oh, a soda and you should like throw it out that day, or if it's kind of more like, you know, a drink that can kind of like stay in there yeah. for a while, and it was yours, so do you want the rest of this? And I'm like, no, I don't need more of that guava goddess yeah. from November. I would like another new guava, guava goddess. Guava goddess, freshly carbonated. Correct, exactly. Yes. I need to hear the tss, like yes. when I open yes. it, 100%. Yeah. And so... I think there's a lot. I love how pithy the original yeah. poster kept it. If you are if you are willingly going over there as a way to maintain a relationship mm-hmm. with your dad, I think you can bring a four ninety nine bag of snacks from H Mart. If you are 16, 17 years old and your dad is demanding that you contribute yeah, part that of that, guy. I hundred percent feeling like you are being kind of pushed around a little bit. Also, this, I love the stepmom just being like, yeah, that smells great. And then like, and you know, in the middle of the night, she came back downstairs. She was like, where are they? <laughs> because same girl. Stepmom had never once smelled seaweed and was like, mm, that's curious. <laughs> at 3 a.m. between handfuls of pinched shredded <laughs> cheese. She's just rice cake cheddar, rice cake cheddar. <laughs> Forget the Pledge of Allegiance. That is the only thing that unites this country together. Is we have all been lit Rice cake cheddar. Rice cake cheddar. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm literally breaking things. He leaned back too far. Hours of recording. I've never done that. Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. You know this one pickle in that mix, too? Oh, but then 100%. all of the pickle juice. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get the salty, the fat, the sweet, you know? <laughs> Sometimes I'll come home from, like, a good night out, yeah. and I'll have a little pickle juice, and I'm like, oh, I'm just bouncing out the salt in my body. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, I need to eat some of these pickles, because the amount of... <laughs> now it's just dry <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> because the amount of pickle juice I'm about to drink, these things are going to dry out <laughs> if I do not eat them first. I feel like you and I have been keeping our like snack shame like bottled up just below the surface. And now it's going out. All... <laughs> rice cake cheddar. Rice, rice cake, cake cheddar. cheddar. <laughs> Imagine my shock when at 24 I am seeing cheese rolled up in a little bit of meat sold as fancy at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I made those by the light of my fridge. The one portrait, and I will commission this, the one portrait I want of me is all the lights off, shirt off, pants on, light of the fridge illuminated me. I just want, like, kind of Star Wars half of my face (laughs) illuminated. Are you looking at the camera or are you looking in the fridge? Honestly, I'll let the artist decide. That's (laughs) the best. I'm not an expert, and I know that. And I know that. All I know is, that is me. That is who I am. And when I die, and the historians are like, we had a famously good friend, never married. (laughs) When the historians are like, he was known for his collection of doilies and bandanas, but strangely, never found a woman to share those passions with. I want just a portrait of me. Like, some of the shredder always is dropping out of your hands, uh uh because it's actually uh the worst style of cheese you could snack on in that Mm -hmm. moment. In the light, a little bit of hunched over, but also strangely tall, much like the big foot. <laughs> That's, Strangely remember tall. me as I was or don't remember me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, whoever produces that portrait first, I don't know what I'll do for you, but I'll do something. I don't have a huge budget, but I will pay. <laughs> Listen, and also, if if you don't want to take any money, it can bring us the Casa Bonita. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have and to ask Casa Bonita. We've done a whole hour and a half long show, and even we can't get into Casa Bonita. 
I tried, uh, I like tagged them in a story that we posted yes. and it like showed up as like, Casa Bonita does not accept messages. <laughs> Message requests. And I was like, wow. Wow. I'm now back to teaching, so I'm just used to like every second accomplishing two things at once. I'm gonna go to a coffee shop on Sunday and I'm gonna find a way to get to we don't need to shoot for the owners of Casabita. <laughs> we need to shoot for like the assistant manager yes. of social media and public relations. And then we need to find out which one of us went to college with their sister. And that is how we are going to get there. Listen, Ed Sheeran got in and <laughs> frankly, I consider myself. <laughs> I actually need to share this. Okay. When you sent us that video, I don't know what's wrong with me. I need to say that right now. When you sent me that video and I played it for the first half second, yeah. Ed Sheeran was on it. And I went, oh, my God, does Ed Sheeran know about our podcast? I'm so disappointed. In <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Is it? And then about like two seconds in, I'm like, no, he's he's just going to. He's Casa Bonita is yeah, yeah. this main character yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. That was the number was of with... people I had that sent me that specific reel. I was like, "That's crazy that you just covered this, and now Ed Sheeran's there." Like, ha 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 ha. Six hours. Sorry, six days, eleven hours, and like twenty-three minutes ago, a TikTok went viral of a teacher holding up a little violin and playing the sound yeah. from SpongeBob. I have received that message more than I have received DMs in the last <laughs> week. And if no one gets it for me for Christmas, y'all are fake. That's actually, I did send it to him. <laughs> you sent it to me, Tyler sent it to me, it was funny. Lydia sent it to me. It just felt like something Several you Several users via the Instagram page <laughs> sent it to, to us, but I know it was for me. It was for Grant, yeah. I think this been, I have no, two hours, 12 minutes. I have no idea how long we've been recording it's been like for. like an hour-ish, but the first like 10 minutes were us just like sitting here. No, like us sitting here in silence. Oh. <laughs> Waiting for like the, our drinks to arrive. I truly am so clueless as to when we do or don't begin. <laughs> <laughs> I started, uh, yeah, I started the recording before we, before Casey handed us our drinks. Oh, that's fine. So there are like. What was I even talking about? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Um, one actually, while we're still on the topic, for yeah. those of you who are like, do I stop playing this episode? I'm done. We're not one, done yet. One, one last, what's the last final takeaway? <laughs> and I'm not even talking about my anxiety that that panel has fully blocked me the entire time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sharing that anxiety? You're, it has not oh, okay, blocked cool. you. That's good I to did know. like triple and... Triple checked it? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. More business on the podcast. Um, I have been since early July, mm-hmm. so we're getting kind of close to two months here. Every day, creating a list of five things I'm grateful for. And I really do think recently, like within the last week or two, I have felt kinder towards the world and myself. And if you're right now, you're like, oh, that's a weird, serious turn, Grant. I thought both of these people were the asshole tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, now I think it's blocking me. You hit the table so hard. Oh, I'm actually almost perfectly obscured, but it's like Blair Witch Project, where it's like too exposed to the light. Balance, or like push it out a little bit so it's balancing on this one. Yeah, there you go. 
Did you really just check to see if you're still? Honestly, I'm like, it's a great shot. <laughs> That's what I said, and I hope this camera's audio picked it up. It and did. And I was like, that's a great shot. You're like, really, Grant? Really? really? Did you really just do that? Maya, will you go to a pumpkin patch with me this fall? I'm holding a pumpkin yes! for those of you who are on YouTube. I got it from the dollar section of Target. Oh, for real? Last year, so yeah, I those ones. Steal it. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um, thank you. My yeah. sister actually will create them out of old like pillowcases and stuff. I've seen those. She's those really are good very at it. Cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I think she's kind of one of those people who needs to always keep her hands moving. Yeah, if she needs to make another one, you know my address. I actually think she's doing pretty well right now, but if she gets through another rough spatch, I'll put an order in for you. Well, just like, <laughs> let her, if she like needs to make some. Does like, anyone ever make pillowcase pumpkins when they're doing well? No, I'm kidding. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, this is honestly truly why I'm a high school teacher yeah. and not an elementary school teacher. Because you're mean a they, little bit? No, yes. <laughs> And I've also, I have worked with elementary kids. Yeah. You know, it is my complete lack of creative flair. Right. This year, they gave us several initiatives, and I'm not going to comment on any of them, but <laughs> one of them that they gave us was that they've mandated we do our bullets and boards in a certain way, and that was essentially that we do them at all. And I was angrier about that than anything else. Ninth year as a teacher, and I never once stapled a border onto anything. And now they're like... It looks good. And they were right. <laughs> I'm so mad at it. I see it now, and I'm like... The colors do pop more with that as a background. And I'm so mad. I'm so mad now. But the anger's been directed kind of at myself. Wah, wah. Remember me as I am or don't remember me, me at, at all. all. <laughs> That's in the fridge light I with want shredded just cheddar. that audio. That's really funny. <laughs> no, I'm going to send that to you. Good, That's good. You. All right. Well, I feel good about this. I don't know what these do last eight minutes to have say? been. Uh, Griffin getting hit on by a man. <laughs> My legs hurt. Weird rant about corn. No, I hit it all. Yep. Oh. <laughs> that was it. That was None of those things were the topic of the podcast. <laughs> Well, that I hadn't looked up yet, so how was I supposed to plan for that? <laughs> I did that here while Casey made us gin fizzes. As is our tradition. <laughs> Imagine listening to this and being like, I bet they're just acquaintances. <laughs> like, I can't believe they spend time together. That's weird. Like, every time I look and we just are maxing out the volume capacity of these speakers. Yeah. Whoever gets editing our audio after when, if we eventually... If you ever unclench from it. If we ever get to a place where I can, can unclench, unclench from, from it, it. That's fair too. That'll be great. You give us a sweetheart deal in your hours, so. I really do. You really As is free I'm actually right pretty now. sure it's a labor violation. <laughs> it's a hobby. This branch. is such a classic Midwest goodbye, because we've said goodbye okay, twice. Now, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Yep, there it is. Slap the knees. Slap the knees. Well, better hit oh, the road. Gotta get going. Hey, watch for deer on the way home, okay? <laughs> That's how you say I love you, but to your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> the episode that just will not finish. <laughs> That's on toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's about understanding your uncle's love language. <laughs> Don't hit any deer. <laughs> also, just the thought that your uncle has a love language. <laughs> Uh, my it's, uncle's love language is hot yoga, so... Oh, mine is avoiding vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I lied. My uncle's is bringing... Going to... Walking to the coffee shop after his morning hot yoga and bringing us coffee. Nice. 
We I need to him. end this so on okay, the Patreon anyway. I can talk about my relatives at my brother's wedding. So if you want to hear about that, uh, <laughs> go over to our Patreon. It's Well I Love Podcast. We've been recently getting quite a few of you, and I know. we're very excited about it. It's actually been kind of a lot of time now in my hands all of a sudden. So It's been really fun for Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, follow us on social media if you're not already. We're Well I Laughed on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and... And as your Midwest uncle would say it, well... Well... I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, hi, sorry. Um, we forgot to announce the theme for the next set of episodes, um, so here I am, like, several weeks after recording this. Uh, the theme for the next couple episodes is Smoke and Mirrors? Question mark? Okay. Thanks, bye.